Hey friends, welcome to the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. I'm Rob Kosberg, and every week I show you how to use a best-selling book to grow your income and your impact. And if you're interested in having your own best-selling book, I recorded a short video explaining our trademarked process at beginmybook.com. Okay, hey, welcome everybody. It's Rob here, and uh, I think the things that I'm going to be talking about today will be of tremendous benefit to you. Uh, if you have a book, then, uh, then that book should be the focal point of your marketing. It should be the focal point of your client attraction. And I'm going to give you three simple and free ways that you can use your book, free-ish, without paid advertising, that kind of thing. Uh, Ways that you can use your book to make uh, more money, make income, and the impact that you want, okay? And also want to start out by sharing um, more of the idea behind this before I get into the specifics of it. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. I'm going to move my camera over just a tad so that I can move the screen down and so that we can begin. Do me a favor. uh, Let me know that you can see my screen. It should be just a big white screen. So if you see a big white screen, then you are seeing it properly. Yes. Thank you, Nicole. All right. Let me just move that up as well. Good. Okay. So here's the idea. Maybe I need to sit here. Here's the idea. Um, Hopefully you have heard me talk about this, but if you haven't, um, then this will be, I think, very, very eye-opening for you. The idea is that In every conversation with a client or potential client where there is an opportunity for you to help somebody, you have to create a frame for that conversation. What is a frame? A frame is how they view you and what they think about you. If your client, excuse me, potential client, thinks that you are chasing them to become a client, then what are they going to do? They're going to scurry away because when you chase, they run. So you need to create a frame for the conversation that positions you as the expert. It positions you as the person that can help them to solve the problems that they have, the specific issues that they're facing. And ideally, you need to create the frame that you are more than just a run-of-the-mill coach, consultant, service provider, practitioner. I call those generalists. You need to show them that, no, you are more than that. You are an expert. You are a thought leader. You perhaps are even a celebrity in the space, and everybody wants to deal with celebrities. This is something that I talk to clients about and potential clients about a lot. I call this the hierarchy of desire. And as you grow on this hierarchy, you become more desirable, which means you make more money and you make a greater impact on people because they pay attention to what you say. At the bottom of this is the generalist. Now, you can be a generalist after 12 years of education. 
And I don't mean high school. I mean, advanced education. You could be a, a generalist that's a, an MD, right? Uh, you're not an internist. You're not a brain surgeon. You're not a neurologist. You're not a gastroenterologist. You're an MD that is a generalist. You can prescribe, you can help people, but you know what generally happens with the generalist? Even those that are MDs or fill in the blank. I, obviously, I just chose doctor because it's a great example of somebody that might have seven or eight years of additional knowledge and additional schooling and additional student debts, and yet they could still be viewed as a generalist and they're going to make sure they might make six figures, but they're probably going to see 25 patients a day. They're probably going to be working 60 to 80 hours a week, and they're going to make more towards the bottom. In fact, they will be at the bottom of the pay scale of doctors because they're generalists. What comes after generalist is a specialist, specialist. And yes, in the eyes of uh, the ideal client, a specialist uh, is somebody that will make a, a bigger impact. It's somebody that will command more money. They have maybe an additional few initials after their name, certified financial planner, if it's in the financial field, et cetera. This is somebody that has you know, begun to add to their credentials and expertise. In my opinion, this is the dividing line of where things really get interesting and exciting. And this is where people begin to be viewed at as an expert or a thought leader or even a celebrity. Now, what separates them apart? Well, typically speaking, and what I would say this dividing line is having a book. And if it is a best-selling book, even better. Because we know that less than 1% of the population ever actually is going to write a book. Now, that may not be true in your specific niche, if you're a coach or a consultant, et cetera. But I guarantee you it's no more than 3 or 4%, maybe 5% of your niche has written a book. So... 96% is down here in this area, while the top 4% find themselves in this area, commanding the greatest fees, commanding uh, the most attraction where people are hunting for them and looking for them, and they make the greatest impact. Now, they may not be the smartest people in their space. They may not be the people that are the very best at what they do, but because of what they've done, meaning the, the best-selling book that they've created, the additional PR and media, uh, the uh, additional uh, accreditation of maybe being a Wall Street Journal or USA Today bestseller or New York Times, or maybe being on big media, or maybe having their own media as well, which could be a, a podcast or a blog or even a TV show, et cetera. It's at that time when those people begin to be viewed considerably different and they go from expert to thought leader to celebrity in the eyes of their ideal client, in the eyes of your ideal client. It makes all the difference that they have a book, that they've been on PR and media, 
that they have big accreditation and that maybe they have or you have your own media. See, what this does is it completely changes the frame of this conversation. That completely changes. Now, what we have instead is we have the potential client here chasing that person. The only reason that that potential client would not engage with the celebrity thought leader or expert is because they, they can't afford the services, right? Now, that doesn't mean that they're not willing to pay a higher amount. In fact, you will command higher fees. You will command much better attention. You'll have a waiting list in many cases for your services. And the only, the only thing that will often distinguish between people want to get started with you or not get started with you is the fact of, you know what, I would really love to work with that celebrity neurosurgeon, but you know what, uh, you have to write a $100,000 check right out of the gate. They don't take insurance. You know, I, I just can't do that. Great. You're going to go to the next level. You're going to think of the thought leaders, the experts, because if we're talking about brain surgery, you want to have the absolute best person or people working on you. This is the idea of hierarchy of desire. This is the idea of framing every conversation that you have. This is what you want. You want these conversations to be framed properly with you as the expert, the thought leader, the celebrity. Now, someone may come to you and we'll get into the, 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 you'll see a theme in this, but we'll get into the different things that you can do. And some of these people may never have heard of you. So I'm going to share with you how you set this frame, even if they've never heard of you, because you can set the frame. And that's exactly what you should be doing with every conversation that you have. Okay. And I'll just share with you a conversation I literally just got off of a couple of minutes ago. So let me give you, and I'll probably go through four simple things that you can do to use your book to attract more income and make a greater impact on people. For the most part, none of this has anything to do with paid advertising or social media, maybe a little bit of social media, but it has everything to do with using your book and framing all of these conversations. So what are these easy things? Well, number one, and you'll see the, the theme that runs through this, is send your book to all current and past clients. Send your book to all current and past clients. Now, why would you do that? Well, it's, it's interesting. I just had a conversation yesterday with a former uh, BSP client, uh, Jennifer Eggers. And uh, Jennifer did this book. We helped her with it a couple of years ago, launched it to bestseller. It's done very well. Resilience, it's not about bouncing back. And uh, Jennifer is an absolute expert dealing with um, a corporate disruption. So if there's uh, something that's, that's potentially disrupting um, uh, corporate life, the corporate culture, et cetera, then she teaches resilience. She shows leaders and organizations how to overcome disruption. Now, of course, we've been in a very disruptive time with COVID and, and now with what's going on in Ukraine, but um, obviously disruption can happen anytime in, in any type of business. So I had her on my podcast, and uh, as always on my podcast, I always ask, the last question I ask is, um, tell me, how are you using your book to attract clients? And oftentimes, 
uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed for my clients to say, they often say something like, oh, you know, I'm not using it as much as I should or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, how are you using it? Let's talk about that. And so Jennifer said, well, you know, what we do is we send a copy of the book to every, uh, well, when, we, when the book first came out, we sent it to every past client and current client within our company. And she said that simple act, and it wasn't a huge list. It was, you know, I, I think less than 120 or so uh, different people. She works with large corporations, big C-suite type folks. And I'm not talking about every single person that's come through her, you know, like she'll start a, a, a consulting gig with a, a big corporation, a Fortune 200 company, and, and they might send 50 or 80 or 100 people through it but I'm talking about sending the book to the main person, the, the decision maker. So there may have been a hundred or, or so people she sent it to. Many of them she had not spoken to in years. And she said within a year of sending that book uh, to all of her uh, past clients and current clients, she got over 600, six, uh, six figures of uh, new consulting clients, new, uh, you know, gigs, you know, new um, uh, courses that she took people through, et cetera just because a the past clients that had lost touch with her were excited to see that she had a book and they had a great relationship with her to begin with but had not heard from her for a couple of years and this renewed the relationship so this was a refresher of the relationship so for past clients when you send them a copy of the book if you're still doing the same thing that you did for them 5 years ago well guess what it may be time again that they're interested in having that done with, in Jennifer's case, absolutely it was time to have that done again. And because of that, it amounted to six figures worth of work just from past clients. With current clients, it's a little bit different, okay? With past clients, you're talking about a refresh. With current clients, you're talking about a referral. So, Albie, don't write on my screen. Somehow you're able to write on my screen. I don't know how, I still don't know how people are able to do that. I can't erase that because you wrote it on the screen. Uh, <laughs> that's so crazy. I don't know why that happens. Anyway, um, the, <laughs> no worries, no worries. So, so with current clients, uh, this is an opportunity to potentially send them more than one book and then ask them, hey, is there anybody that you know that, that may be interested in writing a book? Hey, give them a copy of my book. I'll send you a couple of copies of it. With past clients, you're refreshing the relationship. The other thing that begins with R that you could do is you could at the same time ask them for a review of the book. You could ask them to take a picture of them holding up a copy of the book and, and just to say what they thought of it. If you've ever gone on my publishprofit.com forward slash free book, then if you scroll down, you'll see I have dozens of people that are simply holding a, co a copy of the book and smiling. And guess why they're doing that? They're doing that because I sent my book when it came out to all of our current and past clients. And I said, hey, I would love it if you would read it, you know, read just a chapter or two, offer me a review, tell me what your thoughts are. If even, you know, extra credit, if you're willing to shoot a video on it, and I will put you on my main page in which we'll send hundreds of thousands of people to, which we, which we did. So I got reviews. Uh, I got referrals. 
And you can refresh those past client relationships by just sending a copy of your book to every past and current client. That's it. Number two, and everybody should do that. It costs $3 more than likely to print your book. It'll cost another dollar or two to send it out. If you have 100 past clients, it's 500 bucks. It's the best $500 you will ever spend. Include a little cover letter from yourself that you signed, something really simple like, hey, was just thinking about you, wanted you to know that I, I wrote a new book. Uh, you know, publish, promote, profit, please take a look at it. And, you know, let's reconnect. I, I'd, I'd love to see how things are going for you, Rob. That, that's just something simple that reconnects the relationships. Okay, number two. Let me move this down just a little. Number two is send the book to all serious prospects to all serious prospects, okay? So we started by sending the book to all current and past clients for reviews, referrals, and to refresh the relationship. Now, every serious prospect, no matter how they came to you, should get a copy of the book. Now, someone might say, well, why not send it to all prospects? You could do that. We get a lot of prospects, hundreds a month that fill out an application. So I don't want to send a free copy of my book to the hundreds of people of which most are not serious for one reason or another. So from my perspective, all serious prospects get a copy of my book. So I just got off a telephone call. You guys know I don't do any consultative sales calls or, or sales calls myself. But if you refer somebody to me directly, then I don't send that to David or Austin or Joe. I talk to those people myself. And so I just got off a call that was a referral from a couple of past clients uh, that they're all in the same mastermind group together. And uh, we had a wonderful conversation, uh, great, you know, great connection. I wasn't really sure in the beginning that we were a good fit for him because what didn't sound 100% like he was that serious about, you know, the book really leading to revenue for his business. And he had a really success. He has a really successful business where he coaches people on leadership and he, he's done fantastic. Finances were not the issue, but the more we talked and the more I just probed and prodded and found out that, no, he really is serious. And he actually has been working with a writer for eight to 10 months. He has 150 pages already written, but he's very unhappy with what he has so far. And, you know, I, I started hearing all this, okay, he's serious enough to pay someone for 10 months to create something that he's not happy with. He started asking all the right questions. Um, I explained the program. And so I said, look, uh, do me a favor. Uh, I'm going to email you the, the video. I'm going to email you the, the stuff we talked about. We'll set up another call in a, in, a, in a week or so. But send me your address back. I want to send you a copy of my book. He's a serious prospect. Uh, he's somebody that uh, is the, the right customer for me, for Bestseller Publishing. He was referred to us. Uh, finances are not an issue. I just wasn't sure about his seriousness about actually writing a book. I learned that he was serious. I'm going to send him a copy of my book. I'm going to stick a, a sticky note on the outside. I'm going to say something nice on it. He actually lives right down where I used to live in South Florida. So we have, uh, you know, a lot of the same, you know, kind of uh, interesting restaurants that we've been to and, and uh, even some people, you know, or businesses that we, we both know of. So I'm going to just say a couple of things on there and uh, send him a copy of my note because he's a serious prospect. So here's the thing. No matter how these people came to you initially, 
once you send them the book, the frame changes. Okay. So he came to me initially from a referral and that's already a, a good frame, but listen, here's how the conversation started. He totally forgot why we were even talking. So the conversation started and I was like, Hey, I won't say his name or any of that. Cause he'll probably be watching some of these calls in, in the near future. It's like, Hey, uh, you know, uh, great to meet you. And I saw your companies in so-and-so place. And, you know, I used to live right there. Where'd you live? I live. He goes, now, what do you do exactly? And who are you? And I'm like, Oh, that's like the worst call ever. Like for people to ask you what you do and like that means the framing is completely wrong, completely off. I never do calls like that. I never want to do a call like that. He had just forgotten. So I started, you know, I was like immediately I wanted to get off the phone because I'm like, okay, this is going nowhere. Because the frame is totally like, okay, who are you? What do you do? Why are we even talking? And you get it. Like, this is, this is not a serious conversation that we're, we're having. Never, never have a conversation like that, at least not purposefully, like regularly. Like, let's get on the phone. And that, that's never a sales or consultative conversation. It's never a sales call. It's never, um, you know, and this person was referred. So anyway, we started talking and and it did seem like he was more serious and he started asking the right questions. And when I explained to him, you know, who we are and I pointed out my book because, you know, we did a Zoom and we're live and and he's like, oh, you have a book. I, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And it's a Wall Street Journal bestseller. He's like, wow, OK, that's that's pretty serious. I mean, I could see his eyebrows like go up and, and he referenced it. And uh, and so things started to change when he realized that. Let me tell you, when I get my book in his hands, the frame of our next conversation is going to com going to be completely different completely different. It's not going to be, well, who are you and what do you do now? No, it is going to be, okay, you're a Wall Street Journal bestseller. You're the expert on this topic. Your company does all the things that I want done. He already knows. I've already, because it's not a sales call. I already told him the pricing and all the things that we do based on our, our programs. And he goes, oh, well, that, you know, that makes sense. And that, that seems reasonable. So I know that finances aren't any kind of an issue. It was about framing in the beginning. When the book gets to him, it's going to be completely different. So I don't care how, how the prospect initially comes to you. If they come to you through a networking event, which I used to do those a lot, I hate them, but maybe you still do them. And you know how networking events are, right? Uh, that person wants to sell you their stuff and you want to sell you them your stuff. And it's like, oh gosh, it's just, ugh. Right. But sometimes something good comes from a networking event. However, the framing is terrible. The initial framing is awful. When you get their book, once you find out, okay, that they seriously could use your help, and then you get the book in your hand, their hands, the framing of that completely changes. So if it's a networking, if it's a referral call, like the one I just had, if it's a regular sales call, but maybe they weren't quite prepared and it's not quite framed well, whatever it is, once it's a serious prospect, you need to get them a copy of your book. And then from there, and I would suggest make it personal, little sticky note, et cetera. Then from there, the next conversation, it's framed properly, it's powerful, and you can close the deal. You can get them started. That's number two, okay? So you do this. The stuff that I'm sharing with you is just, just do this. Not like, well, maybe I'll do it. or No, just do what I'm saying, please. please. It is not expensive for you to do. Just do this. If you do this, you will, the cost of the book, the $5 that you're going to send to 
to 10 prospects, you're going to close two or three of them that you would not have closed simply because it was framed properly. So please do this. This is not like I'm, I'm sharing, a, you know, like a buffet, pick and choose what you want. No, this is like the main course. Nothing else is coming. So you got to eat the main course. You got to eat this stuff. Okay. Number three, tell me if you begin uh, to see a theme here, you're going to send the book to cold contacts that are the right people. And I'm not going to say any more than right people. Uh, we got send book, send book, send book. Now, by the way, no one here has bought your book. People are going to buy your book. Don't worry. Uh, you may never know who those people are because if they buy your book through Amazon, they may never contact you. These are people that you know they're getting your book in their hands because of one of these so far three things. Either they're a current or past client, either is they're a serious prospect, or they're a cold contact, someone you've never talked to, but it's the right person. And here's what I mean by the right person. Uh, an influencer that you want to connect with. Um, uh, you may have heard of the Dream 100 list. The Dream 100 list is like your 100 dream clients or 100 dream referral partners, right? These people probably don't know who you are at this point. They could be very large companies. Uh, those people need to get a copy of your book. Even it's cold, they're the right people, and you want to start a relationship that is framed properly. Remember, everything here is about the frame. When it, when it comes to you sending them a book, you are like exercising this, this law of reciprocity, meaning that you're giving something to this person with no strings attached. You've mailed it to them. And I'm going to tell you about a new campaign that I'm doing that's, that's I, I'm, I'm very excited about. It's risky just from the standpoint that I might lose all the money that I'm investing, but I'll share it with you in a minute. But the idea is that you're exercising this law of reciprocity where you're giving something completely open-handed. Nothing may ever come from it. But oftentimes when that's done, there's this sense of, oh, I want to reciprocate. I want to give back. So when you send a copy of your book and a, and a letter that's personal to an influencer or someone in your dream 100, and then you reach out to them by email or social media, or you direct message them, they're going to much more likely want to respond to you. The, the likelihood that they're going to engage in a conversation because you've sent your book is tenfold, 20-fold, maybe a hundredfold because you're exercising this law of reciprocity, okay? So it could be an influencer, part of your dream 100. It could be uh, you know, a place that you want to get a speaking engagement, right? You want to speak. Uh, it could be a company that you want to work with, right? Like a, an actual dream client. This is anyone, anyone that is the right person. And the right person is just someone that you want to connect with. So let me tell you the campaign that we're launching. It's going to cost me $20,000. And it is something we have never, ever done before. Part of me doesn't even want to share this. Um, because this is, you know, often for public ears, although this is just my, my client group, which you guys, I share everything, but oftentimes we, we strip this and then we use it for other content. So I'm going to share it anyway. Um, 
I'm going to do a direct mail campaign to a thousand people. And I won't share any details about the thousand people other than to say they are the right people. They are the ideal people. I'm going to send a thousand copies of my book cold with a cover letter. Uh, of course, I'm going to have all their contact information, et cetera. And I'm doing that, leading them back to a website to have a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me directly, me personally, not anybody on my sales team because I'm testing this. This campaign is going to cost me 20 grand out of the gate. It's going to cost about 7,500 for the consultant that's helping me with all of this. And then another 12,500 in printing of the book, uh, fulfillment and shipping of the books. Okay. Because remember, I, I, I wanted to test a thousand. I could have tested a hundred. I wanted to test a thousand. That's what I decided on. And I'm sending it cold to the right people. Here's my idea about this. Since I know that they're the right people, money isn't an issue. They want what I do. Absolutely. They want what I do. Um, they, uh, have the expertise to uh, apply the things that I teach and actually make a great return on investment with a book. A book makes sense to them. Like in every way, they're the right people. They just at this moment don't know about me. So I want to frame a conversation that I am the guy, my company is the company to help them, even though we're starting completely cold, like they weren't looking for me as far as I know. Uh, they're not in the in the business to write a book right now, as far as I know, but a percentage of them will be. Um, is it 2%, 20 out of a thousand? I don't know. Is it 20% and only 10% of the 20% actually want to make contact with me? I don't know. That's part of the test. But if I can land one or two clients from the thousand books that I send out, then I can start sending a thousand books out a week. Uh, this is a very replicatable process. Now, am I suggesting that you do a $20,000 campaign, sending your book out, um, you know, by direct mail to cold contacts? No, I'm not. But you can do it with five people in a week. You can do it with 100 people over a year. Uh, if you do it yourself and you do two or three books a week, it's only going to cost you, you know, three to four bucks for the printing of the book and another two bucks for the mailing in a really nice, like, package with a with a little, you know letter that you enclose i mean you can send 100 out that way and i guarantee you the 100 that you send out over a year and then follow up with a direct message or with another postcard or anything like that i guarantee you it's going to get you some results because the book will frame you as the expert and if you're sending it to the right people then you have taken down two like of the big pillars of success. They see you as the expert and this is the right person in the market to take advantage of my offer, right? That's number three. I'll give you a fourth just for the heck of it, even though I said three, just because I like to over-deliver. Um, and I, I won't say send book because that's obvious, but I'm going to say use LinkedIn. And this is for those of you that, you know, do biz, B2B type stuff. Uh, or anything in the consultative or coaching space. And, you know, connect with more of the right people, people that you know are the right fit. And then send your book. Just as a show of giving. Just as a desire to serve 
just as a desire to give. Because again, this is the law of reciprocity. They're going to want to connect with you. They're going to want to get to know you. Now, you can connect with people on LinkedIn, 5, 10, 15 people a day. I don't suggest you just send it to anybody that you know, will open your direct mail on LinkedIn. No, you need to connect with them first. You need to have a little conversation. Hey, I see that you're in this coaching space. I also noticed you have your own podcast, et cetera, but I, I didn't notice that you, you have a book. Have you ever thought about writing a book? And just if they respond back, yeah, I have, or no, I haven't, then that gives me an opportunity. Hey, here's a, here's a, a digital version. Here's an ebook version of, uh, or PDF of my Wall Street Journal bestseller. Uh, this chapter in particular is an example of somebody that is in your exact space that, um, you know, wrote a book and really cool things happen. Why don't you take a look at it? And, and if you like, we can have a conversation. Again, what that did is it framed me as the expert and I connected with the right person. Now, I put this as fourth for a reason. Um, it's the easiest, but it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite because all the other three of these four are about sending a physical copy of your book. And let me tell you something, there is something special about sending a physical copy of your book to somebody. It sits on their bookshelf. It makes a great impression. Uh, it helps uh, people to really frame you because there's something now about the tangible and physicality of what you've created. And it makes that person very, very interested in whatever it is you sell or do. So I prefer to focus on one, two, and three, uh, but you can certainly do four because four costs you nothing. All it costs you is a little bit of time to connect with the right people, have a conversation on uh, the direct message part of LinkedIn, and then send a PDF version and see if you can get the conversation going. The only thing I would add is when they become a serious prospect, I would put them into the number two bucket and I would get them a physical copy of your book because it's one thing to get the digital version. It's a whole nother thing to get the physical copy of your book. These things will make a difference. I'm telling you, if you just do them, if you if right now your book is done and you just send your book out to a hundred of your current and past clients, you will engage in conversations. They will be calling you to do business with you that you didn't even know they were interested in doing with you just because they got a copy of the book and they're impressed with the fact that you've written a book and they also feel this desire to reciprocate with you. So there you go. Uh, one, two, three, and my least favorite, number four. Uh, let me open the chat. I'll stop my share and begin to answer some questions and see if there's any specific ways that I can help you guys. Hey, thanks for listening in on the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. If you enjoyed it, please take a minute and like and subscribe to the podcast because every week I bring you either great guests or great teaching to help you to grow your income and your impact with a best-selling book. And if you're interested in having your own best-selling book, check out my short video which explains our trademark process at beginmybook.com.